Now listening to the Table Talk podcast with Dan and Tom. Yeah, so hey guys, uh, you're now listening to the Table Talk podcast with me and Dan. The latest topics are on the sporting world, discussing what's happening, up-to-date and informative discussions. We impact the latest stories, develop our own topics and unravel in the sporting world. Coming from a sports coaching and journaling perspective, we want to bring on guests who are passionate about sport, and we will discuss our own Bristol clubs and much more. There we go again. We're back again. Table Talk podcast. How are we feeling now? Disappointing, how was your week, Ben? It's been a poor weekend for me. I've had Perth Scorchers losing the cricket, City losing, Bears losing. Oh, I shot. I was, I was shot. To be fair, to be fair to Sale, uh, they're a decent little outfit. Yeah, they did, a, a, decent did a number on them. Did a number. I didn't actually. What? Well, like funny enough, I don't. I don't have BT Sport anymore, which was a real disaster on whatever day it was when all the Premier League football was on uh, BT. And I was good about that, but then I was redeemed because it was all on Sky. Recovered. Um, so, so that 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 was all good. But yeah, so we'll obviously we'll obviously start with City. Yes. So, seven-side derby. Uh, you fell to fell Mick to McCarthy. <laughs> Mick McCarthy. <laughs> yes. I a name you wouldn't see in a while, Mick McCarthy. We 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 were Cardiff, mate. We are. We were pooling. It was. I've never seen that poor performance on the Holden. There was just nothing attacking what is whatsoever going on. Yeah, it was it was interesting because I went on one of the Bristol Post um fan fan views, fan views. I was reading that just before this and uh what was it? It was saying I was saying about the first interview Holden did, right, was apparently he was like gonna bring attacking football. But then this fan was just saying there's just there's just none no attacking football there. It was, it was incredibly poor, and he was he's been sour through his whole time as manager. That that's what he wants is he wants attacking football, and I do think the injuries we've got. I don't want to just blame injuries, but when you lose, I saw something a tweet earlier that it was something like we've only had we've had at least six players out injured for every game this season, and that's they're, they're, that's, that's quite a lot, isn't it? They're starters that's build as well. Up. So not have we've not had Liam Walsh all year. I know I keep going on about it, but oh, he's, he's a good player, isn't he? Incre- incredible player. I, I like Liam well. Walsh. But Liam Walsh was a commentary, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah, I a thought great so. Ball against the Gans, didn't he? <laughs> he did indeed. They're um, always a good team commentary, actually. I hope they stay up. They they try to play yeah. some nice football. There's a few teams in that in our, they've come up and just play horrible, horrible oh. football. But yeah, it was it was a poor game. It was a weird game as well. Like we were five five minutes into the game, and the Cardiff keeper goes down ill, and actually stretched it off. Took ten minutes to get him off the pitch. There was that just whenever that happens in the game, though, it just it sort of just takes the momentum out of any situation, isn't it? Well, we're at our best. I think like we looked good against Brentford last week when yeah we lost, but there's no shame in losing to Brentford, but. The game's so fast, it's free flow. Brent, Brentford again, like I saw, just another. Well, they're, they're incredible. They're, they're they, they've got to be up there, haven't they? If, if they don't go up, you've got to ask serious questions because they probably should have gone up last year. 
With oh, the front. definitely. But to lose, they've lost Janssen and they don't look any worse. Like, I think they did. We gave them trouble last week, but it was comfortable. Like, to 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 play against the way we played was that's one of the brightest performances I've seen City put out in a long time. And to just take that on the chin and then win 3-2 is just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I mean, when when I watched the highlights of that, because um, I, I watched back, because obviously we recorded it before, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and it was sort of, well, what, what we touched about on really sort of, I don't know if it sort of went through in the game, but it sort of, like, came to came to life. I think the result was was representative of what what we said about. I mean that that um, Ivan Tony goal, that second goal. Uh, he, he did he did nothing else like through the game pretty much. I don't remember him having a significant. That's impact, that's just, it's just when that knack. It's, yeah, that knack. it's it's when you're in the box, in and around the box, and you, you go and get the nick. But that was start to finish there. Amazing. He's had twenty goals already. Like, I, it's an odd one for me because we were massively linked with him last January, and obviously Peter. I think he would have been perfect for City. Oh, yeah, Peter will have promotion ambitions, and then obviously the whole lockdown and the league being stopped killed that and killed that dead. And I wonder if we knew what was coming, whether we would have spent the money on him or whether we should have tried to get him in the summer. Because how much? How much did he? Was it nine? I've had, five, I've had five million to start with. Five million? I've had five to start. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I've seen on... I mean, you look at... We're spending three million on Wells. He's not worked so far. I hope he works, but he's not working so far. I don't... It's a poor bit of business to not go and pick him up. Five million. But we've got... And the fact, and the fact they replaced him with Johnson Clark Harris for about a million is just... I mean, Peterborough as well. Very, um, very no, astute. No, no. Smodix is doing well down there. Sammy Smodix used to play for us. I know he was never really got a chance with us and we sold him. So he's a bit he's a one I was keeping an eye on. But on on City I think it leaves them in a very dangerous position because there's a good chance like in the last couple of years we fall away from here. Like we're not playing football that looks like it's gonna get results. There is a chance we end up just falling away. The, this is a question I wanna to pose to you. Okay. When when you go back to the recruitment of the manager again, with the likes of Chris Hewton, do you think City should have gone for a more experienced manager and took a punt? But then they sort of kept. I, I was and that I sort was, of route. Is that playing on your mind a bit now? Or at the start of the season, I was very much. When Holden was announced, I was not happy with. I was. I get behind him. He seems like a great guy, but I thought Hewton was probably the man. I think Holden at the moment is managing with one arm around his back. He's not been able to pick the side he's pick, wanted to pick from the start of the season. I think like he's been. We went on a great run at the start of the season. They had Andy Vyman playing, who is at done his knee. You had Jamie Patterson, who's only just come back last week. He bought Joe Williams and who's made his. He signed him in the summer. He made his debut on Saturday. That's that was that's the only player we spent money on, and it's taken him that long. You look at I, I think he was the right. Oh, how was his performance? It was good. It looked bright. It's just he's not. You can tell he's not played minutes. It was 
him and Lansbury, I thought Lansbury had a couple of moments with the ball at his feet where you're like, this guy, there's obvious talent here, a few passes. And then he had one, I don't know like how to even, I, I genuinely laughed. He's running through, <laughs> he picks up the ball inside our own half. Every, Cardiff has sat back in the second half. This is like one of the. I think I saw time. this. He just kicks it straight out. He tries to kick it with the outside of his foot. Oh, and it, oh it's just. See, see what what I want to understand is why why does Mick McCarthy just do so well in the championship still though? It's. I've card. If I say this, Cardiff, any Cardiff fans will think I'm just rattled, and probably to a degree I am. But they play such awful football. It's got to be dire, hasn't it? Surely. They went 2-0 up. We've not got a left-back. We spoke about that last week. It's ridiculous that we don't have a left-back in the club. Like We don't have a fit left-back. They said said, um, that should have been the priority January. It should have been. Either alone or... McCarthy literally came out after the game, turned round and went... Yeah, I saw him against Brentford. We we decided we needed to target their (laughs) left-back. It's that that obvious. We've got nothing... that's so Nothing basic there. though, isn't it? But both their goals, one of them is from a free kick where Moulson comes running out and just, I think it was Harry Wilson he might have tackled and he just clatters him and you're like, what are you doing? You, you know they're going to be good from set pieces. And then the other goal, again, down the left, crossed in. Kiefer Moore, you know he's going to be a good in the air and you just let him head the ball. And it was like that all day. We were giving away free kicks and you're like, you've got Kiefer Moore, Aidan Flint. Uh, Sean Morrison, you've got all these massive blokes and we're not a big side. And you're like, have you actually thought of a game plan here? Have you decided to do anything? See, would, because of the sort of centre-backs you've got, would you resort to a back three? I think he liked the back three early in the season. That was his go-to formation. And I think to have, we've got Moulson and Callas, who are genuinely, they've had a couple of mistakes last couple of games, but they are genuinely class playoff level centre-backs then you've got Viner who this season has been one of my favourite players and one of the best performers and I think you could play those three in a back three happily you've got Hunt who can play in a wing back like down the right but that left wing back who you he, he kind of went to it at the end of last game and he played Semenya down there and you're like this lad was a striker last season at Sunderland is, that is, the, is there any there any youngsters so that we, can drop we, into it or not we um we recalled Cam Pring from Portsmouth, who were top of the league, and within a week of being at Bristol City, he has injured himself and is out for the foreseeable. Uh, we recall that's, dis- that's disappointing, though, isn't it? Yeah, he, he's doing well. He was doing well at Portsmouth. I think he would have been exciting. And the other one we had was George Nurse, who was mm. at Walsall, and again he was doing really well there. I think he. Well, I don't. I don't know how much he played, but he did pick up an injury, and I think he was brought back as cover with that injury and. The fact is, you've got Mariapa, who's 35, I think, and he's never played left-back in his, in his career. He's not got a particularly good left foot, and it, he's not quick, he is getting on. And like, he, again, when we played him at right-back and in centre-back, I think he's actually looked all right. He's nothing special, but he's solid. But you're leaving this bloke with no help down the left. Like, What are you, what are you aiming to do? Who um, the City have next? We have Sheffield United. Yeah, well, Sheffield United on Wednesday night. Sheffield United. Here we go then. How do you feel? Um, I'm intrigued by what team they're going to put out because, let's be honest, it's becoming more of a hope than a chance that they stay up now. If you're wild, yeah. if you, you, could, you could get a 
genuine shot at the trophy. You've got a Wembley day at least. If you if you beat you're two games away from Wembley. If you win this one, you're one game away. Like why? I'd like to think he had a go. He'll go for it. Um, and there was. I thought their performance against Chelsea was quite bright, actually. I, he's, he's never going to go down without a fight, is he? I don't think any of those no, teams in the bottom three are going to go down. Sheffield United, if you're talking about, I think they, they've left it too late to stay up now. But yeah. compare them to a team, I think Scott Parker's Fulham team are very unlucky. I think he's just been caught out with transfers and stuff like that. I think the bottom three now is going to stay the bottom three in the Premier League. I don't I mean, think issue, my issue with it is not actually the three in the bottom. I think all three of those teams are capable of possibly staying up. I think the issue is you look at the teams above them and Newcastle have turned their form massively. And fair play to Brighton. Brighton, they've beaten Spurs and Liverpool in the last two weeks. It's, you look at they, and Burnley, you know Burnley are going to pick up points throughout the season. So I think, like I say, the two, three teams at the bottom, I think are all capable of staying up. The issue is you've got Brighton, I mean, I know it's quite a like, I know it's quite a cliche that Brighton play really um, bright attacking football, but they've got a genuine chance of going up here, no? Yeah, I think I think the way uh, Graham Potter sort of worked and the the whole club is very uh, long term based, and it's good to see that the Brighton chairman was all for. Potter and was like, we need to have a manager we trust long term. And even they hired the the FA technical director, and that was that was a huge sort of push for them. But that, yeah, I the think back three as well. The back three to have oh, Lewis Dunk, Ben White, and uh, Adam Webster. Like Webster, someone I've seen play a lot at Ashton Gate. But oh, it's it's quality, it is. and and even the likes of uh, Lamptey at right back. Oh, he's um, broken through so strongly, hasn't he? Oh, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy. But that it's just not like his sort of Premier League season veterans. But the amount of sort of seasons they're having in the Premier League now, like the the likes of like Pascal Grobe, uh, more pay on paper, man. Danny Welbeck. They're sort. Uh, it's surprising to see where they are. But I, I do think if they stay up this year and then really invest, I, I definitely think they're going to go places. The only thing I wonder is like. They brought in, they brought in Potter for Hutton because they wanted to push on that bit more. And has that happened yet? I'm not sure it has. Like they're they're still down that end of the table. I'm not. I don't expect them to be fighting Europa League and stuff like that. But I think we need to be seeing them challenging that top half soon because Wolves have come up and done it. Sheffield United, yeah, it's not going well now, but they came up and fought that top half. Leeds are doing it. I think Brighton are more than capable of doing it. It'd be interesting to see what happens from now until the end of the season with Brighton. But yeah. that could be one we sort of come back to a later date. Time to talk about the Rovers then, isn't it, probably? I know, I know. As much as I love to talk about uh, that side of Bristol. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about Bristol Rovers. So, already, I was, I was pleased with the performance. I knew it was Simon Grayson's first... Uh, game and charge with Fleetwood. Uh, but for me, Paul Tisdale talked about a lot of character as you sent me that open letter from the captain, which I thought was really ballsy from him because that's a lot. Uh, it's, it's a lot 
to do. Um, end of the day, it was a nil-nil. Uh, watched the highlights. Didn't didn't watch the game highlights, but I thought we defended really well. Uh, definitely a, an improvement from conceding six goals to none. I thought Joe Day and goal. Um, the problem is, I think at the moment, not having your cola is is a massive concern. I think Joe Day is is good in it, in his own. He, he pulled off a, like a terrific save to keep us in that game. But we we have pockets and glimpses of sort of attacking, but two clear missed chances by Nicholson, which should at this level they needed to go in, and this is this is the fine margins that we're seeing uh, with with the team at the moment. But I don't I don't know what way it's going to go. I think I think we're looking at sort of. It's a it's a right fight. Tuesday's a huge game. It's a really difficult game. I mean, we played Oxford recently, and obviously, he who sh- who can't be named uh, did can you, did, you did you, him over us. Do you reckon you can keep him quiet this time on? It, it all depends, really. I think Oxford are having a great run under Carl Robinson, um, but I I don't I don't really know. It depends what sort of team. Uh, Tisdale's going to set out. I just feel at the moment because of obviously we had a COVID COVID outbreak within the club. There's sort of not been enough time in between games. So you're looking at Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday again. It's just it's it's di- it's really difficult. I think it's, it is interesting. I think there's been a lot of. I mean, Klopp's come out and said it. I know you're not his biggest fan at the moment, but they're oh. all, they're all moaning about this fixture schedule and how compact it is. And I think the reality is for the teams in the championship in League One, this is what we put up with every year. I know. I mean, I mean, the, the only reason, the, the the thing with if we just touch on Jurgen Klopp quickly was, I think I didn't like the fact he had a go at Wilder early on in the season. And I mean, for me, Wilder's sort of like not like he's one of the boys, but he's <laughs> he's sort of like. He's a manager you sort of love as an English manager. And for him to c- come out when sort of, you know what, Sheffield United were pretty much low on the ground, really low in how they felt. And Klopp's gone and said that and Wilder sort of brushed it aside. But for I think, me, I, it's just it's just frustration from his point of view. Well, it leads us on to the Liverpool-Man City game from yesterday quite well. And yeah. I'd say I'm fairly neutral in that sort of fixture but I just I actually thought the first half despite the penalty Liverpool looked more likely to score they carried a bit more of a threat but they just where's this cutting edge gone there's no pace to the no. attack well like I like it said when Pep Guardiola did his after game interview was to, to be fair Pep Guardiola is spot on at the moment I think the, the whole debate about yeah he spends a lot of money okay but you look at Frank Lampard, for example. So he spent all that money. He couldn't deliver with the, the players he's had. City needed a centre-back. So they got Diaz. And for me, Diaz, you talk about... You, you, you compare sort of when Van Dijk came in and sort of when Diaz come in. It's pretty much the same effect for me. I think... I, think, I do agree. I think the only thing I'd say was... Klopp doesn't tend to waste money missing the mark. Like, 
yes, they spent a lot, and I mean a lot, on Van Dijk, and I think it's pretty easy to say his performances are well, more than that money. Even even the likes of Alisson was quite a lot. But uh, I know he's had an absolute howler yesterday. <laughs> like it, it was it was a pull uh. But you look, he's bought one goalkeeper. Just I think Karius was already there. Or it's not like I don't. He wasn't expensive. He's bought one goalkeeper. Nah. to come and improve the squad. He's bought one centre half, and that centre half is now one of, if not the best in the world. Whereas Pep, you've had Otamendi come in, you've had, oh, there's bound to be others. That oh, Mangala. Ma- uh, yeah, I'm not, sure. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. Look at Man City in general. Man City in general, they just buy players. And I think the left-back one's mental to me. The fact you've bought, I mean, I don't particularly rate Mendy, but you've got Zinchenko playing there week in, week out. And yeah. the deepest one they've bought. I don't... It is. I've, for me, like you say about... Uh, obviously, right backs, your left backs. Even getting Walker was a, like a strong sort of straight off. Cancelo, was it was it a case of ground running with him for like one season in the Prem? But oh, Cancelo, where it's come just, from? I, oh. I, I'm watching him last year. I thought like he was going to flop bad. It looked like it had been a really you know what? I thought when I when I was like messaging you throughout it yesterday that first twenty minutes. Add nil nil all over it. Yeah, it, um, oh. well, that's why it was so strange. It was Liverpool. I've seen a lot of people blaming or talking about Thiago and whether Thiago's done enough. And I don't actually think it's Thiago's fault. I look at that team at the moment, and it's like last season, Robertson and Trent were your main outlet, and Henderson could play passes, and Wijnaldum can play passes, but your main outlet is those fullbacks. At the moment, what you've got is a team trying to funnel everything to Thiago. And I don't think that's Thiago, so I'm not sure it's Klopp's fault. I think it's actually almost the players' confidence. They're just thinking, this guy's, this guy's class, this guy's world class. We have to go through him. And I think that's hurting them. I always thought Liverpool, if, they, if everyone was talking about the last three seasons, was you saw a team that played in harmony. Everything they did was connected uh, through the way they played. Uh, but but like you said, the amount of stuff that's involved with football now, with performance analysis and even new technology, you just get found out. There was only a ma- there's only a matter of time before the the teams were figuring out Liverpool as much as they were figuring out City. Well, I think you you look at it actually, and last season the main loss they had was Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. That's the main one people remember. And everyone was moaning about Simeone just sitting behind the ball and hitting him on the counter. And I actually think when you look at their recent defeats, I'm not saying Man City sat behind the ball tonight, last night, sorry, because they were better. They were the better team. They deserved to win and they attacked really brightly. But that first half was very much how can we restrict Liverpool's attacking threat? You'd get Robertson and Trent well, pulling up. Well, it was it was when obviously Guardiola said in his uh, post-match interview. He knew he couldn't match the transitions of Liverpool. So Guardiola obviously said to his players, slow it down. So it's more possession-based. But I mean, when like Gundogan like, missed that penalty, like, it, it was sort of like, oh, here we go again. And it, it... Well, it's that thing of, I've just said Liverpool dominate. I thought Liverpool were the better, more likely to score in the better team in that first half. And... They should have gone in one 0 behind. Let's be honest. You can't, mm. you can't, you can't. Especially against the team of Man City's quality, you cannot fail to score when you are the better team. And I don't, 
I remember Mane had a header in the first half. Other than that, there wasn't any like great chances, but they didn't. There was just no creation. It was. It was for me. It's always these games. It was. It sort of reminded me that it, it could have gone that way of that Manchester derby earlier on in the season. It was the. It was the lack of tempo. Oh, we're we're gonna play for a nil nil. Both but teams then, scared of losing. Style thing. Yeah, but then I think. So I think in the commentary it said Guardiola like he won't he won't settle for nothing this time around. Um, yeah, I think when he missed that penalty, you saw Liverpool perk up a bit and it got a bit more interesting. But yeah, I think second half City City were just he, he must have said out a word and obviously I was raving about the young uh, Phil Foden. As they were much to your amusement, but it was it was it was human error though, wasn't it? It, it think, could have been, it could have finished two one. Well, I think the there's so much talk about Allison and some of the stuff on social media is ridiculous. After that last night, there you've got. Uh, do you know? I think I can. The other only other mistake from him other than yesterday I can remember was in I think on his second game or something he gave the ball to Ianacho against Leicester. Yeah, yeah, and I remember that's, that. That's, yeah. Almost all I can remember, he has been, for me, the best goalkeeper in the league. It's funny though, isn't it? It always comes down to the little, the little sort of, do you know what I mean? Well, it's just that Edison is better than Allison with the ball at his feet. But Edison knows. But Edison's done the same. Yeah, but yeah. I think he's he's learnt from that, hasn't he? He's now if he's there was one bit where Allison was dribbling. I think in the first half, Allison was like taking so long. And two of them closed him down. And he just played the ball through to Henderson, and then exactly the same thing happened at the other end. And Edison has just booted it because he knows there's danger. And I do wonder if that might be a bit of like the kick up the backside that Allison needs. He might just occasionally just sometimes just got to get rid. Do you do you think Liverpool's front three will be? Is this is this near the end for them as a three? I think there's been a cliche for the last few years that when Firmino's playing well, the other two play well. And for me, that's not been as much of the case. I think Salah's still scoring goals and his performance last week against West Ham was it was as good as Salah performances in recent years. Whereas yesterday, he was the only one that seemed to get on the ball. Yeah. And Mane just doesn't... I don't know. Mane's not like, clicking at the moment, man. No, it's just like, like you. You touch on Minamino going to Southampton, score straight away. Did they need someone like that to come on? Well, I think you, when you look at it last night, let's say when Man City go two one up, and you look at their bench and you're like, right, so Shakiri, Shakiri's a very good player and can unpick a defence in one pass. But that's what Thiago's on the pitch to do. So are you changing anything? Probably not really. And then you're like Divock Origi. A few years ago, you're going, he only needs one chance and he'll put it away. And now you're like, well, no, he's not scoring. He's not creating anything. Minamino, he's not got minutes since Palace. And that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. No. I'm not saying, I don't, I'm not, don't think he's like this incredible, he's nowhere near the level of the other front three. I think what's, what's amazing about Manchester City, though, is they didn't even start Jesus. No striker on the pitch. And, you wouldn't have even known. Oh no! Just, like I'll be honest, you were raving about Foden. I probably wasn't 
as much, but that's almost I think he's at that level now where you expect it of him. Like everyone's going um, on about it. Gives it does give a lot of confidence for sort of if for Pep to play him over Gabriel Jesus is massive. I mean, uh, like you said, he touched on again. Guardia said he because he's so young, he wasn't disciplined to the false nine, which was really? interesting. And then and then I sort of well, it's going to bring us on to like the the, the final topic we got, obviously about yeah. England Euros. But I I do agree. I think I was he is he. I think it's just nice to see like an English player, a young player, sort of tearing Liverpool apart in a sense. But you know, Guardiola still knows positionally he still needs a a lot of work on. But then, how old is he now? Like, is he is he twenty? Is twenty one? He's twenty. I think he's twenty. Yeah, he's, he's same as Mal. It's ridiculous though. Like the like, like they said on match of the day yesterday. So <laughs> they mentioned Madison Mount. And then this behind that is like Saka, Smith Rowe, oh, Hudson. <laughs> it's well, that, like you said, it brings us on to what we said we were going to talk about, which is Southgate's yeah. Euro side coming up. And obviously, yeah. it's a twenty-three man squad usually for those tournaments. I assume it's the same. There might be, I can imagine there maybe being a few reserves because of COVID protocols or something. Oh, but yeah. in a twenty-three man squad, there is not. Room in my opinion, you cannot take Grealish, Mount Madison, and Foden. okay. So, this is this is why I didn't message you before I want to do this because Jermaine Genus made a really good point, okay, on Mashed Day as well. Because I watched it because I wanted to watch obviously the Liverpool Man City highlights. Spain, right? Spain, when they won their Euros and the World Cup, how many strikers did they bring? Torres via. It was just one. I I get you, but let's so say this I'll... is this is this is the argument you could have, right? Is you could bring all four, and I you could just bring Kane, and I know it's it's a it's a bit risky, but for me, would you be better off? Like, what what sort of strikers would you bring? To the arrows, if you would. If we so, Rashford's going as a winger, yeah, and Sterling's going as a winger predominantly. So already you've got those two probably to play alongside. So this is this is the question from me to you now. First game, whoever is against this against Scotland, who would be your first eleven? Let's just go for this, I'd and go, then we'll work around that. I'd go Pope in goal. I think. Uh, Alexander Arnold in like a right wing back. A back three is it's Gomez fit? Do we, probably not. So we'll go Walker, Maguire, Stones at the moment. But they've all got a mistake in a hundred percent. I'd probably go Chilwell at left wing back. Henderson with. See, I almost want to say Rice, but I think that's too defensive. Oh. So it's a very it's a very Southgate squad. But it is. Him, you can see him picking Henderson and Rice with probably I'd go Grealish in the ten. I oh, just the the thing for me because I was I was looking at Grealish. So I, obviously, I love Jack Grealish to bits. I think he's a fantastic player. Um, it's good that Southgate's gotten involved, but most of his goals 
this is why it's so tough because most of his goals come from the left wing. And for me, Madison is a better cam than Grealish. But I carry on, carry on, carry on. Get 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 well, the I'd, team finished, and we'll go I'd from say, there. Okay, so I'd probably go Grealish in a ten, with probably Kane and Sterling up top. I just don't think Rashford's played enough through the middle this season. He's been a lot more of a wide man. But for me, I, I know you're talking about which strikers do you take. I think with the form Calvert-Lewin is on, it oh. would be ridiculous to not take. I, is he that different from Kane? Not. Yeah, he is. He's better. He's more of an aerial presence. Look, I've, I've, I think I'm neutral for it, but if you've got the ability to take uh, Foden... You would if you could, but it, I think we've got a, re- a really good chance of winning this Euros. I'm not saying it because obviously being an England fan and having all this behind, but you're right. Defense, if you're gonna if you're gonna go for a, t- a tournament team and a squad, I would Mount would Mount go? Would Foden go? Right, I I know a lot of people don't like Mount, and I can understand. I do think there was a bit of almost like nepotism with between him and Lampard. Well, it's, uh, and same stats, with Southgate. In domestically, Mount twenty-one games, right? Two goals, three assists. Got Madison, twenty-one games, six goals, five assists. Obviously, Jack Grealish is just in another level. Twenty matches, six goals, ten assists. Okay, Even so Foden, my... sixteen matches, four goals, two assists. My thing would be. So Grealish is playing with Watkins, who's very dynamic and suits his play. Foden has basically got free roam when he's playing for Man City. He can go where he wants. Uh, Madison is a bit of like a conductor in that midfield. It's like a lot of it goes through him. And again, he's got Vardy or Harvey Barnes or someone running beyond. And I wonder if Mount, especially under Tuchel, where they're playing that sort of back five, I saw Mount play yesterday and I, when you said about Foden compared to Mount and then I, I sort of had a really big thought about it and I thought Mount played really well he's in so that first nine. Yeah. He's so technically sound and I think yeah. if you're playing I, that, we don't know if Southgate will go with I just think I, I just think he has like a lot more maturity compared to Foden. I mean... This is again. This is probably going to come across really biased, but you look at Foden. Has always he's been at Man City. He's he's got the luxury of playing for the best team in England over the last. And the manager, and the manager, probably the best manager currently in the world. Yeah, he is in that team where he has no defensive responsibilities because you're back for almost sit, and you've normally got Rodri sitting. If he's playing for England and he's got wing backs next to him. I wonder if some because if you've played Chilwell and Trent, and probably even if Carl Walker's one of those three centre backs, they're going to end. Carl Walker's going to end up in a stupid position at least once. Henderson and Rice both like to try to get forward if they can. They're going to have to do some graft in the middle of the park. And I think Mount suits Mount suits Southgate the most. I think Grealish at the moment is the best, and Foden has the most talent. And that's why Madison's solid, isn't he? That's why he's so unlucky, though, because he's not probably talent. He's probably second in the talent and second on form. So he's just kind of in this middle ground where you don't take him because of the talent he possesses and you don't take him because of his, the form he's on. You just He's just kind of there. 
Well, I'm going to say my my first 11. So I I think you go for a 4-3-3, in my opinion. Pope, no-brainer. For me, it'd have to be Wampasaka. I think the way his form has gone, and defensively and attacking, he's getting better. And I think it's more of a solid option. I think centre-backs, I just go Maguire and Stones. Keep it nice and simple. And to be fair, I'm surprised you went for Chilwell. But on current form, I think Luke Shaw is probably a little bit better than him as well. Luke Shaw at the moment, it's it's such a surprise to me because I thought he was dumb. I'm not gonna, yeah. I, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I thought he was. It's so hard the debate between the right backs for England, though. It's so hard because I, I'm a big fan of Trent. I, but if Trent would have played last year in the Euros, he no brain. I'd say Trent all day because of the form. And the way Juan Pesaka is sort of creeping up, it's it's going to be difficult. It's once again that thing of it depends what system you go for. I think if you're playing a back four, Rhys James probably comes into the equation because he is mm. as he's good going forward and he's good defensively. And I, yeah, I think in a four four two, dependent on the midfield, you're going to need that balance because there's a good chance if he plays four three three, like you say. He plays a midfield three of Henderson, Grealish and Dyer or someone like that. And it's going to be defensive, so you're going to have to get forward. So I think Rhys James definitely in a shout there. Um, um, yeah, because I'd obviously go for Henderson in the centre defensive role. So I keep him there. But for me, I'd probably, <laughs> I'd probably go for like Madison and Grealish. But I, I think Southgate will probably go for Mount and Madison. Uh, the front three, I'd probably go for Sterling, Kane and Rashford. And then you've got the likes of Sancho as well to to come off the bench. If we right, okay, if we wrap up on this question, I reckon this is the best way. If you can take two to the Euros then out of Foden, Grealish, Madison, Mount, which two do you take if you had to that's, take outside today? That's so hard though, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's a horrible question. That is like choosing your favourite cider and then going for the one you know best but you think oh I'm going to go and try that one as well as long as you don't say Stouffer Press here mate I will be I'll be a happy man Stouffer Press apologies to Stouffer Press if you're going to listen to this nothing against your cider it's just not 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 the old uh not, not quite Thatcher's, but we'll take any sponsorship you want. Right, go. Any any sponsorship, Stouffer me up. Um, okay, ending it. Uh, for me, oh, it's so hard. My mind, Grealish is a no-brainer for me. Right. But I'm stuck between Mount and Madison. Not Foden. Not after you were telling me he was like the prodigy, the saviour of the earth yesterday. Oh, I love Foden to bits, but then when, when I saw Mount play, it sort of changed my mind. And that, like you said, if you're going there to win a tournament, just but then bringing someone just for experience, what's the point? I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to go for Mount. Mason Mount. So Jack Grealish and Mason Mount? 
yeah, I think it's, I think the way Southgate thinks, uh, as you said, appeal. Southgate's more of a fan of Mount than Madison, in my opinion. I think he is. I think I'd have to agree with those two. I yeah, I, but it will also. But then oh, say if, well, say say at the striker situation, if if Southgate only decides to bring Calvert Lewin and Kane. Well, I think that's fit. the it's the advantage he's got again of the fact you've got Sterling and Rashford and Sancho, who if they have to, can play through the middle. Yeah, I, think, I mean Rashford's a striker as well, isn't he? Yeah, and so be, could, and Sterling could do the job as well. We did in the World Cup, didn't he? My biggest. Yeah. My biggest worry looking ahead to the Euros is the fitness of Harry Kane. Yeah. Like, it looks like he's been rushed back for Spurs. I'm not sure. Mm. That might be a complete... I don't know, sign. I'm no doctor, but he. It, we've been told it's a bad injury and then he plays yesterday. And if he's injured, I do question... Like, Calvert-Lewin can do a job definitely, but you're losing a, gold, a World Cup golden boot winner. You are. Yeah. Right. I think I think that concludes our table talk for today. Uh, do you want to just say about the social media plugs? Yes, we what, are. What at, do we have? We are on Instagram at the table talk pod underscore. We're at, and then on so on Twitter we are at the table talk podcast, and the handle is the table talk po one. And that one's where we'll put up. There'll be links on both to every future episode. So drop a follow and cheers for listening. So uh, just quickly as well, I was just going to give a, a little shout out uh, to a clothing company. It's called Men Talk Apparel. So a friend of mine has set up a, a clothing company where it's a unisex clothing brand, uh, focuses on mental health awareness, especially for men and 10% of that goes to my charity so if you want to check that out that's men talk apparel on instagram and twitter as well yeah lovely stuff for a good cause indeed so cheers for listening see you later we should be back at some point next week indeed now listening to the table talk podcast with dan and tom